The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you so easy. Come on, sing it with me. So easy. Yes. So easy. Turn those mics on for me. Easy to love. Come on, sing it with me. The Jesus in me. The Jesus in thee. Love the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me. Love the Jesus in you. So easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, easy to love. Easy to love. Say the Jesus in me. The Jesus in me. Oh, Jesus in you. Say the Jesus in me. Jesus in you. So easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, easy to love. Easy to love. Come on, sing it one more time. Sing it one oh, more time. Oh, the Jesus in me. The Jesus in me. Oh, the Jesus in you. Say the Jesus. The Jesus in me. Mm-hmm. The Jesus oh, in you. So, so easy. easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. So easy. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. To love. Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, for how you come and how you bless us each and every week. But God, we need a special blessing from you today. I pray, God, that you'll meet the needs of everyone that's here, those that are listening on Zoom, listening on Facebook. I pray, God, that this word will come to minister to them, to encourage them, to uplift them. And God, I will give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Let the church say amen. Repeat after me. Say, God hears your prayers. Come on, say it like you mean it. God hears your prayers. Luke 1, 18 to 22. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to share thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, Until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, 
for he baked unto them and remained speechless. The word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. God is good. You may be seated at this time. Amen. The word of the Lord is definitely blessed. Amen. I miss Missionary McIntyre. She used to have my towels ready for me. Amen. And things are locked up right now, so I'm going to do my best, amen, to present this message. Amen. I look at this lesson on today in the book of Luke, the first chapter. Amen. And I was studying this. I began to examine how God is bound to bless and highly favor any parent. Uh, any parent who is righteous. God is bound to bless and highly favor a parent who worships. A parent who prays. One who leads others to worship. We see that God favored Zacharias and Elizabeth in five ways. Their need was met by God in a very personal way. God sent an angel to Zacharias. Note the angel appeared on the right side of the altar of incense. Thank you, Janine. The very place of prayer. It was while he was praying in the act of obedience that God met his need in this special way. Their prayers were answered. Not the exact words of the scripture. I just want you to understand the exact words of scripture. Thou prayer is heard. What prayer? Was Zacharias actually pouring out his heart about being childless despite of his age? Was Zacharias praying for the redemption of Israel? For the coming of the Messiah? The scripture does not actually say. Both prayers were now being answered. Elizabeth was to bear a son. And the Messiah was to be born. Their son was to be named John, which means the grace of Jehovah. The son was to be great. He would cause his parents to rejoice because of his life. He was to be everything that parents could want in a child. He would not shame them, but would bring joy uh, to their hearts. He would cause many to rejoice because of his contributions to society. He would bring joy to all their friends, and, and he would bring joy to the nation as a whole, many would joy in such a commitment and contribution as his. He would be great in the sight of God himself. Great because of his faithfulness. Great because his obedience. He would be like one of the great prophets of old. He would live a disciplined and controlled life abstaining from wine and strong drink and from the very appearance of evil. He will be filled with the Holy Ghost from the very first vessel chosen by God for a very special service, fitted in a very special way. Uh, note these things uh, are the five traits made 
John so great. How desperately believers need the same traits uh, in our own lives. Uh, that's why the word declares, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's Romans 12 and 1. Uh, then we look at 1 Timothy 1 and 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Uh, the point to see about Zacharias and Elizabeth is that God did hear their prayer and blessed them richly. Uh, he favored them because they were faithful to him. Uh, John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. First uh, John 3, 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive on him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Their son was to be a prophet, turning many to the Lord. Their son was to be the forewarner of the promised Messiah. His ministry was to be like that of Elijah, uh, the greatest of the prophets. We see this in Malachi uh, 4 and 5 and Matthew 17 and 10. Uh, but we see that leading many back to God. So many people are looking for a true prophet. A true man, woman of God, amen, that they can follow back to him. We see that the parents are promising and faith has become weakened in Luke 1, uh, 18 to 19. They were parents who found it difficult to believe the impossible. It's something when God brings an angel, speaks into your life, and you still don't believe the impossible. Some of y'all are birthing something right now. God birthed you a business. God birthed you a plan. But God birthed you a vision. But you don't think it's possible because you got up in age. If God brings you a witness, you ought to believe what God says. Can I preach and teach at the same time? My brothers and my sisters, Zacharias just could not believe the message and the promise of God. He had been praying, but apparently he had not thought God would answer. Sometimes we pray and don't think God's going to respond. Sometimes we pray for the impossible and don't think God is going to respond. But when God responded to Zacharias, he just could not believe it. Can I preach and teach at the same time? Some of y'all have been praying for some stuff to happen in your life, but just like Zacharias, you just could not believe that he heard your prayer. Do I got to witness out to anybody? Turn to the neighbor, he hears your prayers. Uh, he hears your cries. He sees your sacrifice. He, he sees your worship. And God hears what you're saying. But we got to believe that he hears us. So apparently he had not thought God even would answer. Certainly not by doing the impossible, by overruling the laws of nature. 
Note that Zacharias' question was the question of unbelief. He asked the very same question asked by Abraham. We see this in Genesis 15 and 8. But Zacharias asks a question in the spirit of unbelief. Oh, somebody said the spirit of unbelief. He informed the angel that he and Elizabeth was too old to have children. Uh, Sometimes God bursts stuff out of you. Amen. He bursts a vision. He bursts a dream. He bursts a job. He bursts entrepreneurship out of you. He, he bursts stuff out of you, and you think you're too old to do it. You don't pray that God will open the door. You don't pray that God will intervene for you. But when God hears it, you don't believe it. When God opens the way, you have unbelief. Do I got a witness out to anybody? I know I'm preaching and teaching. Amen. And why would you pray if you're not going to believe for the impossible? Why would you ask him to do it if you don't have faith that he's able to do it? Why would you challenge God if you knew you was wavering in that? Do I got to witness anybody? Turns to his neighbor, God hears your prayers. You see, my brothers and my sisters, he informed. He said, I I'm going to inform you about something, Gabriel, the angel. He said, uh, me and Elizabeth just too old. They have any children. Uh, and the very word and promise of God should have been enough to convince Zacharias. It should have been enough. Because the word came through the angel. And that word should have been enough to convince Zacharias that it was going to happen. God can speak to anybody. But if you don't believe it, why ask it? So I got to witness anybody. But he was weak in faith. Zacharias was weak uh, in faith. Uh, uh, my brothers and my sisters, I hope that you're not weak in your faith. Uh, he prayed and got heard. He prayed and then got confirmation, but he still had unbelief. After the confirmation, he still did not believe. He had to ask for additional assurance. He asked for a sign. A sign Another than God's word and a promise. How many times God got to give you a sign? He gave a sign when Gabriel the angel came and spoke to him. He gave him a sign. He gave him a word. He gave him a promise. And it's being fulfilled. But he looked at his own uh, weakness in old age and began to question the impossible. With God, anything is possible. Do I got to witness anybody? Uh, 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 somebody said, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. Uh, you don't need a whole lot of people to have greatness. Uh, you don't need a whole lot of people to abstain great property. You don't need a whole lot of people to have a great cathedral of a facility. You just got to have faith that God is going to provide the need. If I was looking with my eyes, there ain't no way I should be here. But through my eyes of God, he says, all things are possible. I will supply a school. I shall supply a food bank. I shall supply. Come on, somebody. Those things had happened here at Praise Chapel. We have a ministry outside of the church. And God had to show me your ministry is bigger than the four walls. Your ministry is bigger than the four walls. And just because you don't see it here, you're ministering outside of the four walls. And God said, I've increased your territory. Your territory is not limited to four walls. You better holler back at your boy. 
Your territory is not limited to the four walls of this building. So when he increased it, think outside of the box. Think outside of the four walls you stuck yourself in. And God said that he's increasing your territory, but you're stuck in your four walls. Can I preach and teach at the same time? Uh, we see here, he asked for a sign other than God's word. We look at Luke 1, uh, chapter 20 to 22. We see when distrust hit, unbelief hit. Then we see the discipline of God. There were parents who had to be disciplined by God. Zacharias had failed to believe God. He failed. Somebody say he failed. Therefore, he had to be disciplined and taught to grow and trust more and more in God. Zacharias had asked for a sign. How many of you are guilty to ask God, give me another sign? If you told me, I need a sign. But I'd already spoke to you, but I need another sign. Zacharias was guilty of asking for another sign. His unbelief. His distrust in God. Therefore, God gave him a sign, a sign of stopping his tongue. During the nine months before John was born. Zacharias had failed to receive the word of God. Therefore, God took away his ability to share the word to men. Zacharias had spoken words of distrust and unbelief. Therefore, God saved him from speaking any more words of distrust and belief. Every true child of God knows the discipline of God's hand. His, uh, his discipline deferred with each of us. It's not the same with each of us. But each of us can recognize his discipline. Nevertheless, how he disciplined me is different how he disciplined Ella Hickson. How he disciplined me is different how he disciplined Ella Huffman. But nevertheless, we know when we're being disciplined by God. Yeah. Hebrews 12, 5 through 6, can I get even deeper? I mean, if you got more than one child, you don't uh, uh, discipline every child the same way. Every child has their own personality. Yeah. Amen. And, and you got to understand how to discipline that child to get the right reaction out of the child. So God understands me, and he knows how to get the right reaction out of me. When he puts his hands upon me and disciplines me, I can take correction because I know it's out of love from God. But when people are being disciplined out of hatred and anger, you can't receive that. But you can receive discipline from love and discipline of compassion, a discipline that someone is trying to bring you up. Oh, I got to witness anybody. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad God loves me. Uh, Hebrews 12, 5 through 6 says it like this. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My sons, despise not thou that chastising of the Lord, or faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastises and scorns every son whom he receiveth. Do I got to witness anybody? Amen. In Psalms, amen, 94 and 12 says, Blessed is the man whom thou chastisest, O Lord, and teaches him out of thy law. In Proverbs 3 and 11 through 12 says, My son, despise not chastising of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. 
For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. Even as a fatherless son in whom he delighted. Amen. Do I got to witness anybody? God will not allow man to uh, disbelieve and distrust forever. The day is coming when he had to, will stop all disbelief and distrust just as he did with Zacharias. I note that Zacharias tarried in the temple much longer than usual. The people became restless. Wondering what happened. When he came out, he was supposed to lead the people in a benediction. But he was unable to speak. All he could do was motion with his hands. Note the significant lesson. The people uh, could tell Zacharias had been in the presence of God. They thought he had seen a vision despite Zacharias' unbelief. He had to still live a faithful life before God. <laughs> Therefore, God still met him and gave his promise to Zacharias and Elizabeth, even though he had unbelief. John still was born. Even though he had unbelief, amen, he had to muzzle his mouth to stop talking against God's miracle. The sign that he gave uh, uh, Zacharias that he, I'll shut your mouth up. Because you're talking in so much disbelief. Uh, I, I'll shut your mouth up. Because you're speaking from your mouth and not from your heart. Sometimes you speak from your mouth and don't let your heart speak. His heart knew that it was able, but his mouth began to speak disbelief. Your heart says that it's able, but your mouth said, but if he can. Do I got a witness to show me another sign? I know I cannot preach and teach at the same time. Uh, so we look at the book of Luke uh, 1, 23 to 25, my brothers and sisters. Promises in seeking God. They were parents who saw God fulfill his promise. After doubting, God fulfilled his promise. After speaking against the angel, what a compassionate God. Still blessed them. How many times God has shut you up until you believe? I, I guess I'm talking to the wrong folks. How many times has God got to shut your mouth until you believe for the impossible? You better praise him like it's already done. You better worship like it's already done, like already is going to come to pass. Do I got to witness anybody? But he said, I need another sign. Can you show me something different? He said, okay, Zach, so I'll show you. I'm going to shut you up. Do I see that? Amen. So we see here that the parents had two things that reveal why God was able to bless them. They were responsible people. Zacharias was sick. He had lost his voice completely. God has shut him up, made him dumb, couldn't speak. Yet he fulfilled his duties. Even while he was shutting up and God made him sick, he never stopped serving God. He was faithful. Somebody say he was faithful. Despite being disciplined, chastised, rebuked by God with the infirmity, he did what he could. He was responsible. And faithful. What an example. After being chastised by God, being muted by the mouth, he still did about what he could do. 
that's some deep stuff, y'all. Muted him, made him a handicap, sickened in age, and still was faithful at his post. Being disciplined, chastised, and then get mad and leave the church. I know I'm preaching and teaching at the same time. Amen. Somebody said that's a great example. They withdrew into the presence of God. They didn't withdraw from the presence. They withdrew into the presence. Being rebuked, he withdrew into the presence. Being chastised, disciplined, sickened, he withdrew into presence. He did not withdraw. Sometimes when we get disciplined with God, we withdraw from his presence. But they withdrew into his presence. Do I got to witness anybody? Can I preach and teach at the same time? They were joined to him. After Zacharias completed his duties, he and his wife returned home. <laughs> After doing what they were supposed to do. Old in age, can't even have a conversation with his wife walking home. Can't even talk to her about nothing. She's probably glad because he was quiet. He was speaking doubt. He was speaking unbelief. He was making her question. He said, had to shut him up. Oh, I got to witness anybody. Every now and then you wish some folks should have shut their mouth if they ain't going to believe. But shut their mouth if they're not going to praise him. But shut their mouth if they're not going to lift him up. Shut, if you don't got nothing good to say, I don't want to hear. I got to get my praise in. I got to get my deliverance. I got to get my healing. I got to get my breakthrough. He told me he was going to heal me. I don't need you saying something different. He told me he was going to deliver me. I don't need you to get in my ear saying something different. Do I got to witness anybody? Can I preach and teach at the same time? Look at this with me. So Zacharias would stick close to home walking and meditation and prayer because of his experience and being unable to talk with others. Sometimes God will isolate you to get you to pray. He was isolated. He couldn't talk to nobody other Huffman. So all he could do was meditate and pray. Oh, I got to witness anybody. But note this, note this, especially Elizabeth's behavior. She hid herself for five months. Somebody said, why? For, for the same reason any of us would withdraw after being visited by such an angel, being with such a great message. She needed time alone with God to observe all that was happening and to prepare herself for the rearing of one who was destined to be so greatly used by God. Know how uh, they thought that she was hiding her pregnancy from the public is so incorrect. She hid herself only for the first five months of her pregnancy. She became uh, a public after the fifth month. We see this in Luke 1, 40, and verse number 57. But note the critical point. Uh, the call to a special service is a period of preparation. When you're called to a special elevation, you got to isolate yourself for preparation. When I'm preparing a message, I got to isolate myself. I got to tune out people around me for I could be properly studied to present a message. And she was in a period of preparation, especially a preparation of oneself in the presence of God. 
Time alone with God for meditation and prayer over God is called so essential. It's essential to get away to prepare for God to use you. Let me say that again. Sometimes you got to get away, quiet space, pray, meditate, and receive what God is going to give you. She couldn't be around all them people that said, you old. How you going to carry this baby for nine months? You going to lose this baby. She had to separate herself from all the critics. Had to shut the husband up. And then she had to separate herself the first five months. The last four, she came out. Those five, she was being prepared. Five months, she was in prayer. <laughs> Preparing herself. Somebody said, sometimes you got to isolate yourself. <laughs> Hebrews 10 and 22 says it like this. Let us draw near with true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. James 4 and 8 says, draw now to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. James 5 and 13, is any among you afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry, let him sing psalms. Psalms 34 and 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. And save us such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalms 57 and 1 says, be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Lord, have mercy here. You think about this. How much time do you spend drawing to God versus trying to draw the people? How much time do you spend drawing to God like you've been fine trying to draw the people? Drawing the people is great because he says we should have fellowship one with another. But we can't have fellowship, true fellowship, unless we're in him. There's no true fellowship unless you're in, in him. Fellowship is great, but your fellowship could be in vain if he's not in the fellowship. So until I can fellowship with him properly, I can't fellowship with you. Because when I have true fellowship in him, I know how to fellowship with you. I know how to love you because he fellowship with me when my heart was broken. He fellowship with me when I was down. He fellowship with me when I was depressed. So when I come to fellowship with you and you're depressed, I know how to fellowship with you in your depression. I know how to fellowship with you in your brokenness. Because now the compassion of God has fell upon me because I fellowship with him. God cannot preach and teach. Some of us is drawn to the wrong crowd when we should be drawn nay to God. And when we draw to God, then we enter to true fellowship with others. Fellowship is not just time being passed. Fellowship should come with a meaning. We came together in fellowship here for a meaning. 
Come on. We fellowship to get the word. We fellowship to get uplifted. We fellowship to get encouraged. We fellowship to worship and to pray. We came for a word. Sometimes when you go to the wrong fellowship, you come for gossip. You come for hatred. You come for lying. You come to party for the wrong thing. But we come to fellowship. I come for encouragement. My heart's broken. My heart's been broken and I need true fellowship. My heart is broken and I need a true friend. I, and my heart is broken, I need somebody to listen. I, my heart is broken, I need somebody that I can get a prayer through. I need a fellowship with the right church. Do I got to witness anybody? Turn to your neighbor and say, who are you fellowshipping with? Don't answer yourself. <laughs> We're standing to our feet. Father God, I thank you for this word. I pray this word came to encourage someone today. Uh, I need someone that has some faith. If you have faith that God is able to reposition yourself, this is a big church. Reposition yourself either in an aisle, a different seat, a roll back, a roll forward. We're going to pray. Reposition yourself. Move to the aisle. Move to an aisle up. Go back. But I need folks that have some faith. Faith. Somebody said faith. Father God, I thank you, Lord, those that have repositioned themselves all across this church. They're standing because they have faith. There's something that you've spoken into their spirit. You've spoken directly into their spirit. God, you say you want to birth it out of them, but they have doubt. <laughs> you want to birth it out, but they have doubt. They've been praying, but that thing is stuck because they don't believe. They've been fasting, but it's stuck right there because they don't believe in the impossible. I pray now, God, that you will increase their faith. That baby, that dream that they've been holding on in their heart, release it in the name of Jesus. Release it now in the name of Jesus. They've been stuck there too long. They've been stuck there too long. They've been stuck there too long. They've been stuck too long. They've been stuck too long. <laughs> Increase faith right now. Increase their faith right now. Increase their faith right now. Increase it in the name of Jesus. Burf it out of them right now. Burf it out right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, it is, it is done. If you believe that is done, I need you to give God a radical praise. If you believe that it's done, I need you to give God a radical praise. That ain't radical enough. If you believe God, if you believe God, come on, give God a radical praise. Come on, open up your mouth and give God a radical praise. Come on, clap them hands as fast as you can and give God a radical praise. There's nobody looking at you. There's nobody. Uh, come on, come on, you got to give God a radical praise. Come on, by faith it's going to happen. You've been praying too long. You've been believing too long. Come on, you've been praising too long. 
but your unbelief has made it stuck and it can't be released until you believe it. It can't come forth until you believe it. It won't be released until you believe it. Come on, give God a praise. 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 Come on and worship. Come on and praise him. Clap them hands. Worship the God you serve. Magnify him. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of glory. Hallelujah. 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 There it is. Hallelujah. Come on, there it is. Hallelujah. Come on, keep on pressing it. There it is. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give it to him. 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 Glory! Hello, mama, mashana. Hello, mama, shilo, la mama. Hello, mama, mashilo, la mama. In the name of Jesus. 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 Yes. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. He's in the atmosphere. He's in the atmosphere. He's in the atmosphere. Your breakthroughs in the atmosphere. Your deliverance is in the atmosphere. Your healing is in the atmosphere. Hey, Lord. Yes. 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 Come on, for the next 30 seconds, give God your best praise. One, two, three, go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those that move by faith. I thank you for those that move by faith even now. I pray, God, that you will birth that out of them. As they go home, your presence be all over their bodies. In the name of Jesus. And God will give you praise and will give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. God bless you all.